What's up, everyone? This is Philly Pat. Back on another episode of the Philly Pat Project. Um, excited to be here. I am joined by Josh. What's going on? And Brooke, a.k.a. the future Mrs. Philly Pat. Hello. And uh, we are here for part two of Josh's directorial debut with the Philly Pat Project. Um, before getting started, I always like to thank our listeners. Um, we've got a lot of new listeners, so this is like really cool and it's really, we really appreciate it here. Um, and to the future listeners, as always, shout out to you guys because the more people who join listening and become part of the community, the more uh, it gives us inspiration to get more content. Uh, and to bring you guys more episodes. Um, but in Josh's directorial debut, we brought a lot of stories and kind of went down a memory lane trip of our experiences within the punk and hardcore community. Um, just kind of talking about the history for us or what it was like, what we experienced, um, some of the shows that we were able to go to. Uh, all that stuff, uh, which was a lot of fun. And uh, Brooke, who's joining us tonight, um, wasn't able to be a part of it. So we broke it down into two parts. And uh, we wanted to get her experience um, because we feel that she probably has more shows combined than we have put together. Um, yeah, she, had, she needed to be here for this one. Yeah, That's she... Absolutely. Um, she, she has a few years on us, so she, uh, you know, got to see a lot more awesome shows. I'm actually quite jealous of all of the cool stuff that she's about to talk about. But um, I am going to hand it over to Josh, um, let him get this directed, started and going. And uh, yeah, so with that, Josh. So yeah, what's up guys? I just thought that, uh, you know, I feel like we covered a lot of ground with the last episode, but, you know, I feel like there's still a lot more to talk about. I feel like we were going through some of the early stuff while we got into it, what, yeah. what was attractive about it to us, and then, you know, what kept us coming back and, and what we take away from that, you know, as a whole. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's always exciting and it, and I love the, the progression of the scene, you know, like as, as we move through time and... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just wanted to do another part where we just continued, continue the energy of the last one, continue yeah. to talk about show experiences, continue to talk about, you know, what, you know, the, how the scene has, has changed over the years and, and get Brooke's take on, you know, some of the stuff she's yeah. seen and heard. Um, cause she's, she's been out there just as much as us, if not, you know, more, more like you said. Uh, so, you know, I wanted she to definitely bring brought... Brooke on here and, and bring that, the, not only the female side of things, but just, you know, a third, yeah, yeah. Uh, third perspective, you know. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Brooke, um, some of the stuff uh, we were talking about um, kind of gets you jump started here is uh, we both kind of talked a bit about what got us into it. Like what some of the first bands we listened to. Um, so what was, you know, like for us, it was. A lot of the the blank, uh, blank one eighty two. Um, we were even making jokes about how like what like Limbiscuit and like some other bands were just kind of around. But eventually, 
Blink-182 kind of opened the doors to any type of punk, whether it's pop punk, street punk, the hardcore stuff that we eventually got into. So um, what was some of your early stuff? What kind of drew you to it or, you know? Well, like, I remember in third grade, I listened to, like, Green Day. That's when Dookie came out. So that was, like, super popular. Mm-hmm. Good and, album. And yeah. um, The Offspring Smash. And then there was No Doubt with Tragic Kingdom, which was kind of like a ska. I about, yeah, I about, I about that, too. It's kind of like the ska influence. And then, mm-hmm. like, Real Big mm-hmm. Fish had Sell Out on the radio. So, like, I was kind of, like, influenced early um, with Y100. I don't know if you guys yeah, knew what Y100 yeah, 100.3 was. 100.3 yeah. FM. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that was, like, early. I didn't really associate it with, like, music genres, though. I just knew that I liked it. Because that yeah. was, like, when grunge was still... You know, popular oh, yeah, too. Yeah, like Nirvana it's like the mid nineties. The, yeah. There's a lot of like meshing of genres going For on, sure. and there's a lot of influences coming from a lot of different angles. So it's yeah. like hard to be like, okay, well, this is exactly this genre. I think, this band is this genre. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I think too. Whoa, um, thinking of like real big fashion, like Weston Jake. I think uh, one of them. They're popular, I guess, but like kind of not talked about as much the money money ballstones were like really they're huge. not talked about as much but they're just they were huge good. uh i think the first song i heard from them was like the i know what you did last summer soundtrack and that was like 97 so like well that's know. the impression that i get was like super popular on the radio yeah and yeah. then um i mean rancid was on the radio too with um ruby soho really yeah huh that was actually yeah. the first album I listened to. Outcome and then, of uh, Damn It, Blink-22 yeah. Damn It. That mm-hmm. was super fucking popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I got super into punk when I was in middle school. Blink-182. They, I remember reading an article and they, they described themselves as the Fisher Price of punk rock. <laughs> and like, it's super true. They got me into it. I remember I, I would, I don't know if you guys ever did it because I'm a little older than you guys, but um, I would go on Napster and I would like download all of you know my music illegally. But oh, I did the same thing with LimeWire. LimeWire, I was gonna yeah. say it was LimeWire. That's, that's yeah. yeah. So Napster, and I would go to Napster chat room, and I was in like middle school, so like sixth or seventh grade, and I was talking about how I like Blink One Eighty Two, and like people would be like, "Oh, you should listen to this band and this band," and like. So your experience, because ours was like. Like, my best friend growing up, his brother, like, got us into a lot of music. You kind of found it on your own by going through, like, the chat rooms and yeah, communicating. Yeah, because my brother, That's like... really cool. My brother didn't really listen to punk. He was more of, like, a new metal kid. Okay. He, like... He was all about the Limp Bizkit. Yeah. He, he was all about the He was Limp all about the Limp Bizkit, the corn. All about the nookie. Freak on the leash, baby. Freak on the yeah, leash. Corn yeah, corn and, you know... Mudvane. Slipknot. <laughs> yeah, Mudvane. Okay. That was my brother. Not that they're bad, just not... Just, like he, my main shit. I'll yeah. never forget my brother went to um Ozfest the one year and he broke his finger in the kitty mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they I, had a they had a mosh pit with training wheels on it there. Yeah, so I just thought it was really funny. Just before the How brutality. Was that, what does that mean? I don't know. What? what what was the adult mosh pit and the kitty mosh pit? What was what was No, the Kitty difference? is the band. Oh, oh, Kitty. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know Kitty, the female small, band. I'm thinking mini mosh pit. Soft <laughs> mosh pit. No, so no. so we Kitty learned something new. No, yeah, they were like an all-girl girl. band. Yeah, they were yeah. an all-girl band. Okay, yeah. okay. But I'm thinking that when she's talking about Kitty mosh pit, to me it's like because I came in 
heavily into street punk and like just like throwing the elbows and the like fists right dancing. on yeah, yeah. Well, i'm thinking of like that two-step slam dance shit that's like no it's was, not the yeah. the mosh pit that i was accustomed mm. to no i yeah. kind of got on my own thing and like yeah. i said i would do the napster chat okay. and people would tell me a few bands so i got into like no no effects yeah was a big one mm-hmm. so i'd get like the punk arama Mm-hmm. Compilations yeah. or Atticus. They, Atticus was another one. Uh, yeah, that was later though. But for like for me, like Punk Arama Four. I remember that being yeah. around then. Yeah. I got the Atticus tattoo. Yeah, Punk Arama Four was the shit. Yeah, it was best one. But there was like no effects on there and Pooley and like all of those like skater Bad religion punk mm-hmm. bands and um, so that got me into punk and then, um, my first show with like I said um was Blink One Eighty Two Bad Religion. Um, with Phoenix TX and Newfound Glory, nice. Uh, which was a great show to start out. And that with. was your very first. Yeah, that's an amazing show. First show. Yeah, that yeah, was that's a really... that was in eighth grade, I think. And then mine would have been cool if I remembered a warp towards a pretty dope <laughs> thing to be a part deal, of. But... Besides, like you know, like I said, like local supportive shit. Like a sure. lot, of, a lot of my like, friends were it's in like, bands. That's like the first yeah. big oh, yeah. show, you fest yeah. that you go to. That and was, it's like, yeah, a lot of that's gray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really gray. And then um, that's cool. That's super cool. Yeah, so, it was the same type of thing. I mean, I got into it through my friends. I, mm-hmm. I mean, and eventually it became like I'm, I'm, I'm searching shit on my own. It did sure. become that way in the same way you are. But you started that way, you know. Yeah. Right? I didn't do it through chat rooms, which though. is not, not. But a I think that's kind of cool. My, yeah, music. I mean, my friends at that age, mostly listen to like the radio shit. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, and I was super into rap really before that. Like, hip, like you know, like nineties rap was great. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. know. DMX. But if you didn't get down with it, you weren't cool. Yeah, like, no. Was DMX was, like was the that. shit, man. That was like at every school. DMX, Ja Rule, baby, all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Fat yeah. Joe. I was all about Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes, yeah. But that was like all the nineties shit. Old Jay Z, old Jay Z when he first came out, Nas, yeah, Eminem. Yeah, but then I I slowly got into, you know, like I said, Blink One Eighty Two, and then that turned into that led to like you know No Effects. And I got into, and then I would get into like weird, like not weird, but like it was like all punk kind of meshed together. It was like pop punk, skate punk, you know, um, kind of like, cause I got into like Newfound Glory and like all of the like, um, drive through record bands. Yeah. But then I would also like listen to Anti-Flag, yeah. which is like kind of. And propaganda, and that was like kind of different political street stuff. Yeah. yeah, and like okay, so then I got into hardcore because I went to see Anti Flag, and Ensign opened for them, and Ensign was a hardcore band, and they, their pit was a lot different than I was used to. Mm-hmm. Like people were like the standing first on the hardcore pit. Uh. People were like standing on the edge with like their arms crossed, like nodding their head, you know, and like. Yeah singing along, pulling their hands and like their, you know, their fingers. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this energy. Um, it's different. And so when I left there, I got their album, I got their CD the next day. And um, you I started... You were right into it. Yeah. I, I was really into music back then. And I started getting into a lot of hardcore. Um, but it was, again, it was like, early 2000s so like it was kind of like still like kind of metal quarry too mm-hmm. so like i yeah. listened to like mm-hmm. poison the well yeah. 
two and like um I'll never forget bleeding through this is love, this is murderous and wake the dead coming out within like back to back years and it just broke me into metal metalcore hardcore. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. And then like like, post hardcore would come back kid and that just kind of blew up to the heavier aggressional sound, which kind of, I, it's weird. I look at music as like, it's a vibe. You know what I mean? So like when I'm feeling like, like entrepreneurial, right. Or something like that. I might listen to a lot of hip hop in that moment because there's a lot of inspirational entrepreneurial, like lyrics and conversation that kind of taps into there's that an, side. There's an of aspect of hip hop yeah. that can potentially mm-hmm. be more intellectual, right? And intellectual, or like um, when I'm really angry and I'm feeling really angry, I'm putting on heavy hardcore, like Mad Ball, it or I'm putting yeah. on Bleeding Through. I don't have to sit there and like listen no. to lyrics. I want to hear. I want to hear something. I just like, want to visualize people getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, like, but that that's how it was, and then. Obviously, for me as a basis, like, I always say that even though anti-flag, I only really like their, you know, older, older stuff. Um, It's that, like, technical base, like, same thing with Rancid, and, like, for me, that's what always drew me to, like, listen to different stuff. And then when you get into the Drop D or with a lot of metal, it's like CFCG tuning. The Chug Chugs. Yeah, like that kind of... Right, like that kind of stuff just... It opens up. And then, like I was saying, when I met Rick from the Casualties and he blew my mind away with, like, how he was influenced by flute or, like, jazz shit to, like, like immolate into the punk scene to, like, go with a nice... Because Jake's a really good guitarist, so, like, they pair well together. Um, and they started with, like, real thrashy and, like, not so great. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they evolved because they're, like, you know, this is their career. The musicians, they want to evolve. You know, um, I'll listen to stuff so that I can come home and either, like, play a cover. And then a lot of times I'll play a cover and then write something. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll play a cover in the Misfits or I'll play a cover of anti-flag and then like all right you know what hasn't been done yet and then i'll like create something off of that so that's how i kind of relate to music besides the comfort that i was telling you like with the clash and different stuff that my grandfather we went back and forth with while he was around so brooke what are uh like what are some of like the show experiences that you have like a very vivid memory of Um, Whether it be positive or like the coolest shows you've been to that most intense, whatever, or your favorite shows, favorite experiences, things that stick out to you. I really enjoyed when I saw Alkaline Trio and Sum 41 open for Blink 182 at the Electric Factory. That is fucking dope. Okay. Now, are we talking Sum 41 like into deep fat lip time? Yeah. All killer, no filler. All killer, no filler. Okay. Early 2000s. I was great. Um, again, I saw, <laughs> I'm going to talk about Blue 82 a lot. I don't know why. I just that's love, okay. I love Blue 82. No, that's what's But up. I saw them at, um, the TLA on their dollar tour. Okay. And, um, the reason why that was so special is because it was such a small venue for such a big band. And mm. I waited in line all night for this fucking ticket and I didn't get them because they didn't tell us they were only selling like 70 tickets. But um, I did eventually, shitty, yeah. Yeah. But um, it's like Tower Records lines back in the day when Tower Records was still around, and you'd wait for a CD that you know is dropping. 
like I didn't, but there was a lot of people who would be like the Comic Cons and movies, like they're posted outside. I kind of was like, I didn't post outside, but like I definitely went day of and got oh, out yeah. of the movies, that's, but I didn't like wait in that's line. That's different, yeah. Well, I waited in line for tickets. That's different. Like, no, it but it just, yeah. it just makes me think I mean, of that this time was, period. This was when, this was probably when their self-titled album came out. So they were like already like established and popular. Self-titled, was that? Um... That was like after... That was when Feeling This came okay, out. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like... I forgot that it was, like, technically their self-titled. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, um... That was that, like, probably their last good album. Yeah, something like that. 2000, yeah. And maybe... Yeah. And then, um... Maybe two... I don't fucking know. Something like that. But, um... So, and then, like, we used to go to always go to, like, fests. So, I w- I've been to Hellfest in Syracuse in 2003. That was fucking awesome. What was the lineup? Or like the movie life played, um, nice. from autumn to ashes. Yeah, Stretch Armstrong. Mm. Stretch is great. Um, That's what I saw. This day that. forward. Um, I'm pretty sure they played. There was a, I can't honestly remember, but it was like all hardcore bands and like was American bands. Nightmare there because you've seen them a lot uh, no they weren't but like, you know like the Locust played if you know who they are they were, heard of them. They were heard like of a them. screamo band mm. but I don't know dude If like everybody played that and it was fucking awesome and then Skate and Surf we went there I think 2002 2003 and that's like you know Bane oh. played and um, even like had. Dashboard Confessional played when it was just him with guitar. Huh. Brand new played when it they were like it was their first album came out, you know the pop punk one. Mm-hmm. Um. Dude, it was like there back then. It was like all of these like different types of bands just played together, but everyone listened to all of it, and it was just a good time. Alkaline Trio, I think, played. Um, Skate and Surf, like, Coheed and Cambria when their first album came out, Poison the Well, dude, it was just, it was such a good time, and then, like, um, I went up to Boston, I can't, uh, must have been 2004, I think, yeah, 2004, and we saw American Nightmare and The Suicide File and The Promise, and that was fucking cool because it was like all hardcore bands and it was in Boston and Boston has a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about the yeah, history. Yeah, hardcore scene's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what, um, so that's like a lot of... Oh, like, and Bane at CBGB's. That was fucking cool. Did they, who'd they play with? I think Kill Your Idols. Nice. I can't remember Kill Your who Idols else. fucking great. But, um, I, that was the one and only time I was at CBGB's and... Um, historic like yeah. within the movement of I the mean, East you, Coast I mean, just to get to go once is I think, you know what I don't know if we touched on that but like there are some monumental spots to see shows too within not just what bands you get to see but the fact that there's certain like venues that aren't popular anymore or mm-hmm. like have closed or down that, yeah, and that's that really yeah. huge at a certain oh, yeah. time period Electric Factory that, fucking um, there's a lot of places that like have a lot of history and like that's oh this is hardcore too man this is hardcore we can dynamite to their reunion oh that's fucking wonderful um bring some philly hardcore to the fucking it's always good time yeah i mean it's just always it's always fun um at shows but those were like those i guess are ones that stick out but i mean 
Furnace Fest. We went to Furnace Fest, mm-hmm. you know. I talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. That was probably... I actually said that the Bouncing Souls... I remember I said Frank Turner didn't play a lot of stuff that I preferred. But the Bouncing Souls and Furnace Fest, which is two shows outside of some local shit we've seen here that we've been able to go to because of the pandemic were probably some of my favorite experiences Hmm. outside of like i wish she could have been a little more involved but it was very beneficial to where we got to sit and stuff (laughs) it's Um, pregnant yeah but that that kind of leads me in um we were talking about uh like cool people we've met um is there any like like, you mean, like, in bands? Bands, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I met Joey, I met Rick from the Casualties. Like, is there any moments that stick out in that way? <laughs> um, I mean, I I got... My first concert with Blink-182 and, you know, that whole spiel, I did get Travis Barker's autograph. So okay. that was cool. That's fucking cool. It's kind um, of a big deal. That's a big deal. Hell yeah. My friend, not to name drop, but my friend Brooke does, like, she used to, well, she still does. She makes buttons and stickers for bands. And, yeah, um, shout out to her, man. I met, I was on a Sick of It All's tour bus um, yeah. with her the one time. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. Her um, uh, kid, the, her kid and his daughter, they're like cool friends. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I smoked a blunt, I think, with the dude from Black Dahlia Murder. That was <laughs> pretty fucking cool. Of course you did. That's pretty cool. And, you That's yeah. fucking amazing. And the red chord played right afterwards, and I was it was too much for me <laughs> with all the blast beats. Red like, chord's no. so fast. Yeah. yeah. They're so grindy. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, I mean. Dude, you smoke a blunt with fucking... That's pretty fucking dope. Do you remember man. who it was? It wasn't Trevor Strand, the vocalist, was it? I don't know who it was, honestly. And <laughs> I mean, I just remember. She got high, high. <laughs> I just remember, like, it was like, but it was like oh. right, like after I like broke edge, you know. So yeah. like, um, I don't know. So I, I was must have been pretty young. So yeah, but... no tolerance. No tolerance. <laughs> no tolerance. The hardcore just show. Red core starts playing. Watching starts getting scary. Yeah, just listen. It was at this place in Volksbare. The next horror movie directed by Pat and Josh, starring yeah. Brooks Life Autobiography. Dude, I used to go everywhere for Green Room, for... Two. Green room on, acid. Two. on Acid. <laughs> Dude, I used to go everywhere for shows too. I had to go to fucking Baltimore and Baltimore's Boston. See, that's the thing I miss about living up north. Oh, one hundred percent. It's not too about... far to God, go man. to like get to New York to get to nope. to yeah. Massachusetts. New to York's go to got New, Jersey, a, New to... York's obviously got a lot of history with agnostic front and hardcore scene. Boston, as well, has a lot of history in Philly. You know what I mean? Baltimore, Birmingham it's is just actually... such a hub. Birmingham, Alabama is actually like one. Of you the... don't think of that? No, People you don't. don't think of that. They don't. But yeah. also, also just to. Kind of a kind of a shout out, um, not to you know, but my buddy I work with at work like is a had a band in the hardcore scene like death death metal hardcore kind of scene of Do Memphis. You know what his band name was? It's like Crow Lord or something. Um, they're actually someone knows that I, I've been checking out. So shout out to my buddy for you know coworker for that. But um, yeah, like he was telling me about the Memphis scene. But I can kind of, like, I haven't been to Memphis, but I can see how... They have a lot of music there. Yeah, though, like, I general. can see, they have a big history. They have a lot. Uh, you know, like, obviously a lot of, like, famous people have 
come out of Memphis, but I could kind of see that being that Birmingham was like, you know, for being the state it is, that city separates itself from like a lot of the culture down there, you know, Um, no offense to anyone. And like, that's kind of um, makes a lot of sense because Birmingham had one of the like, people showed out regardless if they were locals or if they were just people like us, just, you know, it's fucking Furnace Fest, we're going to travel here. Um, but that's what's really cool too is because when I think like about my experience at, at Furnace Fest, like there's people from all over the world who like oh, of course, come to fest. this shit. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just really cool when you think about like, I think we talked about this on the last episode is like, especially within punk and hardcore, I don't really see any other genres, you know, except like the old hip hop days where people would travel the way they well, do. Well, it's only because you don't listen to it because there's all that like hippie shit that they no, do. Well, I'm bamboozle okay, okay, and I'm, Coachella, whatever. I'm just making a point in something that's like relevant to us that like being a part of the punk and hardcore community, it's cool to see how like you have all these different people coming to different venues. Now, it's not to say, but like I know like old hip-hop like times they did a lot of that and like sure i guess for bluegrass and like country people travel around but that's just personally something i don't care for but yeah i mean i mean and i i did want to talk about um posi numbers too because posi numbers was i think i'm not positive so don't quote me on this but was like um the precursor to this is hardcore fest and it was um like in scranton Mm. But it was, like, a couple of days, three days. And I remember, dude, like, a three-day pass would be, like, $80 fucking dollars. Damn, it was crazy. Yeah. I was looking at my old ticket stubs, and it was, like, for, like, the Bouncing Souls and shit. And it was, like, $10 tickets mm. with, like, a $3 fucking... Oh, you're talking sorry. about, like, the... Yeah, because, like, what, Blink's, Blink's new show they're doing is going to be, like, 300 a yeah, ticket. Dude. Yeah, like, I'm not... I'm sorry, but, like... I ain't got it like that, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not... Pay- and, like, especially bands that I've seen so many times, but... Yeah. And another show real fast was when I saw AFI at the Troc, um, and Rise Against was the, like, very first band that opened. Now... It was when their oh, first wow. band came... Or their first album came out. Now, I seen Rise Against, AFI, and Anti-Fly back in 2017 with my buddy Ryan. Um, it was on the pier when it was, like, the America tour or whatever. And AFI love their old stuff. Fucking love that shit. Very proud of you. Black Sails in the Sunset. But they played a lot of the newer stuff that I'm not a fan of. See, this was before that all that shit what, came out. What did you get out of your AFI experience? Did you, like, are, was this Days of the Phoenix time? It, it was, God, what year was that? It had to have been like 2002, 2003. Yeah, so that's like a lot of their old stuff. I mean, yeah. I think maybe Sing the Sorrow had come out. Mm. I think it was right, yeah, or right before. Yeah, I saw yeah. them at the Warp Tour too, with um, and No Effects play too. Yeah. But, so yeah. I'll get into some shows experience too. Yeah, well, real quick, just so that she kind of gets uh, quickly caught up with everything, and we kind of you know free, free for all with the rest of the episode. But one of the other things we talked about, you've seen them, and I'm super jealous. But we were talking about, like, I didn't get a chance to see The Unseen or um, Bane or something. Like, 
those are bands I haven't had a chance. No effects I'll never be able to get to see because their last tour is this year and any memory of Warp Tour is gone. So I'm not going to be able to really remember a live show of them. But is there any band that you haven't been able to see that you would want, like you missed out on that you wish you got to see? I'm sure there are um, millions of bands that I would want to see that weren't together anymore. I mean, Gorilla Biscuits. Mm. They've played a couple of shows this year. I haven't been able to get to any of them. You've never seen Gorilla Biscuits? Nah, they were in the 80s. I know know when they started. I was like three years old probably when their first album came out but oh yeah they're just doing the reunion they're doing the reunion now i never got to saw see them um and they were one of my big band they were one of my favorite bands growing up yeah um so probably them and i'm really fucking salty that i can't see them um play this year yeah this is horrible yeah i'm i'm kind of upset but you know i have a a fucking five month old and yeah life shows up yeah, yeah i mean i'm not gonna just that's how I feel about the unseen. Unless they do like a reunion tour, that they've been out of the game. They, how fucking old are they though? Like, they're probably in their fifties or sixties. They gotta be. <laughs> but how old is Gorilla Biscuits doing a reunion tour? So I'm saying, unless yeah. they come out of retirement, because, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, unless they come out of retirement, Black Flag's doing like a reunion thing, hmm. or yeah, there's something doing, they're yeah. doing something with that, and yeah. that'd be one that maybe be dope as shit to get to black flags playing i think in south carolina but who are they getting to sing it's not henry rollins they're getting the original i think so i think so i think it's in yeah i think it's in first four years stuff okay yeah but i mean as far as other bands i mean i can't really think on the off the top of my head like spans that i'm maybe dag nasty that would Mm. be cool to fuck see dag nasty okay um but yeah, off the top of my head, I can't really think of too many bands that I listened to that I, I, I wasn't able to see. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with what I've been able to see, and there's more to come, but The Unseen, yeah, there's for me, tons of just going to be that one I wish, because they're... I just haven't got into new bands. Like, I need to branch out and listen what I, to new well, music. That's well, that's, of, and that's, like, part of what I wanted to talk about, too. Yeah. With some of it. Um, is, like... So one show, I'm going to go to, like, this is, like, a couple different, like, wild show experiences, but um, I saw Knocked Loose and Kubla Khan here. I wanted to go to that. A little, about, a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. Um, and Koyo opened, and Koyo's, like, a little bit more, like, poppy, so, like, not, no one went off for them. So it was like a pretty slow start. Okay. Right. I mean, sometimes you need that. You know, you um, bounce the books. But then, like, I was so impressed. Like, they, li- like, li- playing live, like, they sound exactly what they do on the record. Both Kubla Khan and Knock Loose. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, you don't get that too often. No, it's you don't. Like, it's that. It's that. I feel good, that way about you know? Anti Flag. Anti Flag plays pretty consistent to how they record. And I had just, I went with one of my friends that uh, I had been sober living with years ago. So that was cool. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't, like, I didn't see him all the time. Right. So we go to that, and I, I've just gotten out of a breakup, too, so, like, I'm pretty angry. Mm-hmm. Sure. the world. You know, yeah. it's like, and I'm already, like, somewhat of an aggressive Josh person. Pish, jo- Josh, Josh first, you know, so, the world. So Part I, two. like, used it as 
fuel for like let me just yeah try to turn so you get it yeah you know what i mean yeah uh so yeah that went crazy and i have a bad habit and i need to get at it i'm I'm gonna like say this making fun of myself but like i'll go so hard in the pit for a band that i'll need to go yak in the bathroom between sets yeah i'll go yak for like 20 minutes and then come back out and throw down again and then go and just do that over and over and i can't do that anymore like you know what i mean like my body's like you can't do this yeah you need to pick and choose like when you throw down because you're old yes because I mean, my, my bo- broke through this down and she's like 43 I'm just but I'm like trying to throw down every set hard as shit and it's like I can't it's hard to keep up what I used to do well, I haven't I th- moshed in years so yeah I mean my last time. experience of being in anything pit like was comeback kid at Furnace Fest and you know when you got people hoisted up on your back and everyone's throwing over each other and going wild which course is a great experience like you know i'm fucking i'm not old but i'm old like i'm 32 right. like my body is starting to talk to it's, me a bit yes it's that's and i'm you know? realizing this that's right. why i bring it up because it's yeah, just like, starting to become this way yeah it's like i want to throw down but like my years are starting to get behind me it's kind of like i've taken a little bit of a break and i i always do this um but like i'll like the beginning of this year, I went like what two six to eight weeks hard skating, and then I've taken like a two month break just to, you know, work or work on the projects with the podcast or whatever. And like my body is just like I'm trying to find this balance because like yeah, your fucking body starts to speak to you unless you're like, you know, um, like my buddy, he's still in service. So like, like stellar shape. Yeah, like my buddy's okay. still in service, yeah. so he's in stellar fucking shape. Or like some people I know who you know, or professionals uh, within skateboarding or like, you know, like they're, they have different lifestyles. Like I work manufacturing, I work with machinery. I need my brain thinking and my body alert. So it's kind of like, like, I have to pick and choose because driving home from Furnace Fest, I'm like, dude, I'm going back to work. Got to work this grinder and my fucking shoulders are dead right now and I need them. So yeah, I get it. Uh, so yeah, like knocked loose. I was going hard as shit. Cause and then, and like they just like, they like with them. you do. Yeah. But like they like reinvented my love for like hardcore. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, as popular as they are. Sure. But you I know, I kind of was like out of the realm of like hardcore you know I think daycare, real hardcore i think daycare for jedi brought out the like pop punk like just like that like nice vibe shit that you want to sometimes listen to especially we were joking about it she was mentioning like summertime brings out that mm-hmm. like feel good shit or whatever of the genre i mean so it invigorated yeah. it invigorated like yeah. my love for the genre i jumped back in like so hard and the last i go the, the final song i know they're about to play permanent and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go as hard as I possibly can during the last breakdown. And I do. And I fucking split. I break my middle finger in my left hand in half over somebody's face. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. In half. The bone in half. Two pins in it. Get surgery. Yeah. It's like a four month long thing. Like, I know about I got to relearn needles. how to move my finger again. Like, yeah. Okay. It was insane. Skateboarding did Last song, <laughs> last breakdown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know about it, you know, skateboarding, pin, ankle, you know, all about relearning shit. That's cool. I didn't, um, I never, like, moshed like that. I would just two-step, really. And people were mean. 
See, I wish I could, like, it's cool because now, like, females are way more accepted in the hardcore oh, scene. females to throw down. I want to see that shit. See, yeah. they, at, back in my day, um, <laughs> I would The get, worst southern accent yeah, ever. Yeah, I would get yelled at, like, no clit in the pit. People would, like, intentionally try to hit me. So that me. was some of your experience then. Yeah. Well, I, like, the first time, I was, the first time I was ever in a pit with a girl that was, like, near me. I was like, okay, like I'm gonna purposely like not try to hit her. This girl spins in my direction, kicks me directly in the stomach, and I was like, okay, it's like that. Yeah. Instantly spun around and kicked her. <laughs> I mean, I felt that way in boxing. I stepped out of boxing after almost an eight year career because they wanted me to fight this this Puerto Rican girl. Uh, I was doing a boxing sparring for a tournament, and they wanted me to go down to fucking Kensington. Uh, you know, it's got a big boxing history, you know, Rocky and all that. But like, they wanted me to fight this girl, and I'm just dancing around with her. I'm like, I'm not going to. And she got a couple good shots on me because like I'm really trying. Like I, I couldn't within myself, and I step away. Probably yeah, you're like just, going fifty percent. Yeah, I was going fifty percent. I wanted to though. Like at times in my head, I was like, I just want to knock her the fuck out and just, you know. But like, I don't know. Your morals, I don't know, whatever. You just don't want to. But, I mean, you're right, though. There was a lot of chicks throwing heavy at Furnace Fest, dude. And it's like, dude, if you're down, then it is what it is, you know? And, like, I feel like everybody understands that. You know what I mean? Like, Philly's kind of, you know, Philly's known for being assholes, though. 100%. This is true. Yeah. So. And they, like, and they live for that shit. Yeah, we do. Thank you. We are. We are. So, let's fucking send it. Yeah, we are assholes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, uh, people were either super nice to me or fucking mean as shit to me. And that's honestly one of the reasons I stopped going to shows so that's, much. I mean, my experience wasn't too far different. Like, yeah. I definitely felt like when I first started going to shows that it was like kind of hard to break the mold of like getting to know people and stuff. Because uh, everybody's clicky. so like clicky. Yeah. yeah. So like that was a little intimidating. But. I mean, I think the only thing that broke me in Honestly, because I went through two different experiences. When I was a kid, like 12, 13, when I first started going to shows, I was a fucking heavy drinker back then, very early on. So, like, when you're drinking, you just kind of vibe with anyone around you. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, alcohol breaks your fucking, you know, social, social cues or whatever. And then when I got clean, one of the first times I got clean, um, you know, and stopped drinking, I had to go through that where like it was awkward and like I had to like like it was weird like I would talk to the bouncers and like the like you know or if I like you know when I met Rick from the casualties like I'd be talking in that way like you know having a good time but like people in the show and I don't think it wasn't until I got clean this last and you know knock on wood you know what I mean it keeps going but like you know fucking furnace fest was cool but it's still it yeah. is weird to go to kind of still because i haven't been to too many because of the covid thing since i've gotten clean it is weird to go to shows clean kind of because yeah. i was so fucked up see it's not yeah. it's not for me because when i started going i wasn't really using oh, okay. and then I got I to the point going. where every time I went into every time i went to a show i was always pitting the whole time so i was yeah. like i can't get fucked up yeah. and do that. I mean, you like were a, smart. I, you know what I mean? I would get drunk, 
though, too. And stage shows. Like, yeah. sometimes I did, but not not to the point where it's, like, obsessive, where it's, like, I can't. Dude, I remember I saw yeah, the loved ones at um, the First Unitarian Church, and I was puking all over the place. And um, as soon as the loved ones came on, I just started stage diving. That actually happened to me when I was seeing Knocked Loose. I forget if it was during Knocked Loose or I think it was during Kublai Khan. I was going hard as shit and then all of a sudden I felt like I had to puke. And I'm like running out of the pit to the bathroom like yeah. it's like it coming into my hand and I'm like running through people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I saw uh, Kill Switch bleeding through and, and all that remains, I th- was talking about it last episode. I think it was like, I want to say it was in between sets between... Kill switch and all that remains like the in between all the alcohol I had consumed, uh, that entire night. Just like it's kind of like when you drink Mad Dog, and I don't know if I drank Mad Dog that night, but like if you drank Mad Dog before, you know, like it's a creeper alcohol, and then all of a sudden, all it's of, just like a so you know, between the I know I drank some beer, but like between some beer and whatever fucking hard liquor I was drinking, like for two straight hours, I was still very like. I was chill. Like coherent. Yeah. Coherent. Yeah. And then, like, I just took this one shot. It's always that one Essential shot that it. just rushes it all. Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember I remember bleeding through. So, I've, I've, I had two experiences of bleeding through where I can recall when they first were popular and then just now at Furnace Fest. But Kill Switch came on and, like, halfway, and it was Howard was still playing. So that was a really cool experience, um, the parts I can remember, but fucking somewhere towards the end of that and when All That Remains, like, finished it out, because it was like, they were the main, uh, they were the main set, fucking gone, just puke gone, everything was gone, Mm -hmm. and it was, uh, yeah, it was fucking nuts. There was another time I went, which one was it? I think that's super cool, though, that, like, your experiences, you had a lot more, like, you were clean, you weren't really all fucked yeah. up. I mean, and there was times, like, I kind of was, but, like, or there was times, like, I was in, like, halfway houses I went to shows, like, okay, so I was, like, clean then. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, um... What was that one experience you were talking about last episode where you, like, did get super, like, fucked up? You said, like, you brought this, like, chick with you and like she was not oh yeah like yeah she yeah she was just like it was very new to her she'd never been to any type of music like this we went to go see kill whitney dead in a mirror okay in charlotte yeah and uh yeah we were moving all over the place like nowhere was safe you know what i mean (laughs) it's like we're here i thought this was safe no it's not we'll go over here nope that's not safe either to the point where we gotta go to the back of the fucking venue just for her sake whoever you might be you know uh i hope you're good in life today i think she's good she's good i actually made amends to her uh, a few years ago yeah because like i remember you were just like we took this this and this and i'm like this girl could be in a coma bro (laughs) yeah and she was like kind of a lightweight too so like it was not a great combination no no but i broke my my foot dude i still my right foot clicks when i seen um Upon a Burning Body and uh, Volumes and Veil of Maya. I don't remember what set it was, but someone stomped on my foot harder than I've ever had anybody do that before. And it broke, like, in the center of it, where all my toes, like, come together. So I limped around for, like, a month. A month. 
And then, it, you know, the pain went away. But now, like, every time I'm active with something, whether it's, like, running, So you didn't go anything. to the hospital for it? No, I didn't go so to the hospital. So it healed in probably, probably well, healed uh, the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, but I'm like, what are they going to do about a foot? Well, if, well, I broke my foot and they, like, reset it and put yeah, it in. Yeah, I guess I just need. was like, I don't want to pay for that. I'm not going. I guess. But yeah. now, but now, like, it hurts a lot when I do anything active. So and you should probably annoying. see a, so, a di- podiatrist. They probably have to re-break it. Though. Yeah, they would probably have to re-break it. Or set a pin and throw 10 it. Ten years ago? Nah, you might be all right now. <laughs> you know? Like, it's dude. just growing in the wrong And way. it was yeah, like fine. Probably... It was fine for, like... Six, so seven next, years, it was fine. So the next horror movie rewrite is going to be about a foot that detaches itself and gets angry at you for not taking care of it. It's That's, like Evil Dead 2, but the foot actually yeah. wants to kill me. Like yes. Idle foot. Idle foot. Idle, idle, yeah, idle, idle foot. foot. Yeah. Yeah. That should be... Ah, oh, man. That would be a good time. Idle we'll get, foot. We'll get Devin Sowell to play in it. Yeah. Yeah. Who, that's who it was. I was like, who was the girl in that? Just that's Alba. Was. Alba, yeah. When she was so like, great. God, she was like literally an adult. Like, I think she just turned 18. She just became an adult. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she was so okay. prime. It, 100% 18 or it's okay. But anyway. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, um, it seems like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... It's a lot of history within punk and hardcore, man, that, like... Well, for, for a long time, I stopped going to hardcore shows, and I... It was a lot of punk shows. It was a lot of, like, Lagwagon, No Effects, you know, I saw Bad Religion a bunch of times. Um, so, as I got That's older, dope. I kind of got away from hardcore and just kind of stuck with my roots of, you know, punk. So that answers the question I was going to ask because we were talking about it. I'm definitely a punk kid at heart who has branched into hardcore. He's more of a hardcore kid who branched into punk. And you're as well more of like a punk girl who who branched him. Okay. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I definitely had a few years where I was, you know, pretty seen. You know, with uh, the hardcore and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still like, I still like death metal and deathcore, but like not oh, to the extreme that I, think I used to like. the only metal it, that know? I really like is All That Remains. I think I, I mentioned I like the one album from As I Lay Dying from like, you know, like the, the instrumental. Security. Yeah. Like yeah. this, more so from the instrumental side of things, Kill Switch and like Bleeding Through. Like I kind of keep it to those like. Maybe four. And I might listen to a whole everybody kitty. has. Speaking of Kitty, I might listen to like an old song of theirs once in a while. Because, you know, it's different. Something know? that's like hardcore metal that like I always go back to is the Acacia Strain. You know, we actually seen them. At, uh, that's another band that I forgot. We, I saw they them were part Charlotte. of them. That was wild. I saw, them at, I saw them at Furnace Fest and they throw the fuck down. They're one of the most consistent bands. Yeah, in my I will say right that now. that. That would, I guess, round out five then, because they're, they're pretty good. And also like G- I also like Jesus Peace. Jesus Peace is fucking great, yeah. dude. I still still think that they're, like, the oddest group of people, because, like, of course... Dude, they, their vocalist is the man. No, dude. he's the man. Aaron he's the man. the man. He's the man. He's a Philly native. Like, he is born and bred, and, like, 
it's cool. It's kind of like Howard will kill switch. Like we're getting more diversity in the scene. Mm-hmm. So that's super fucking cool. But I also think it's crazy that the bassist is like this dude in a beater and Jordans, like straight out of Philly. Oh, and the and the uh, checking sports the, dr- the drummer, the drummer Charlie XXCX or whatever. You know yeah. who I'm talking about? That pop artist. Yeah, she brought the drummer Jesus Peace on tour with her. Yeah, as her drummer. Yeah, just for a tour. Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> But that's the thing, though, is, like, big bands or bands that are getting big, right? Like, um, God, just her mentioning Travis, like, he's been a part of fucking everything from Operation Ivy to he did the game. It's just cool to see, yeah, like, how, the way, how much it webs. Wait, yeah. You know what I mean? How did Op Ivy? Uh, Operation Ivy, Travis did some stuff with them. Travis no, Barker. Yeah, he did. He did the Aquabats. Or... The Aquabats, I think he did do a track for them, though. He did some stuff in hip-hop. He did some stuff with the game. Like, he's kind of branched all over. It's just kind of like, like, just in talking about that, that's kind now, of like, yeah. With his career now, yeah. he goes a million different directions. Yeah, I mean, now he's, I think he is, I won't say it, but he's one of the first to be what a Kardashian in that, in that sense. That's going to be interesting. That I, like, fuck with as a human being? <laughs> probably because I, mean, I don't fuck with anybody else any I just want to know I just want to no. know I love you Travis No, you know what I mean don't come find me or whatever but like is he gonna survive the Kardashians because they have a curse you know what I mean they have a curse on what they do dude time will tell time will tell yeah I don't know it's gonna be interesting but back into the I, I do think that like yeah I mean the, I wonder what new artists are now well, like I said, like some of the stuff from Memphis, I want to check out because, you know, there's a lot of history there. Dude, there's so many new like hardcore bands on the horizon. There's uh this band called Speed out of Australia. Yeah. And they just put an EP out and they're okay. fucking sick. Okay. And I'm pretty sure they're playing this as hardcore this year. Is there any uh, well, what anti flag bouncing souls? Um, this is hardcore. Uh, Furnace Fest next year. Um, I love to go to LDB. LDB. Or FYA in Orlando. That that be that be interesting. I haven't. I've been to Florida, but I've never been to like shows down there in that area and checked out like their scene, which I'd like to because Newfound Glory and like some of the stuff that I like come out of Florida. Florida one of the bigger states from the from the videos i've seen i like how their scene dynamic is. it is it weird though that there's like six pacific places in the entire united states that bands are coming from yeah or like or like surrounding air like there's philadelphia there's uh boston new york and any of those surrounding areas and then it's all out of like orange county or la there's so many bands texas or like florida the, um, the like Bay Area right now in California, so many hardcore bands coming out. Of yeah, the Bay Area. it's like California, Bay Area, Los Angeles. It's it's yeah, or te- and weirdly either Florida, anywhere in Florida, the North or Texas or Texas. Yeah, no one's really coming out of the like. I want more bands coming out of Portland. I want more bands yeah. coming out of the Midwest. There's you not I mean? many. There's, there's not there's many. There's only a few, no. like Regional Justice Centers from Portland, but they're not big. I think the closest thing that I can think of that I know of is, like, which is a different state. It's close to Portland, kind of, but, like, Nirvana being, like, the Seattle. Out, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Maybe the, Dying Wish. I think yeah. they're from Portland. Maybe. Maybe. But that that's just, you know, but it's a lot to hope for. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Is there any shows that come to mind? That are coming up? Yeah, anything that's like... 
Well, the messengers are playing, so that's that kind of cool. I mean, they're not really hardcore, but they're part of the. They're kind of scene. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> if it's at all influential, it's pop. Oh, they're yeah, yeah, they're influential and probably like the pop lighter. Punk I mean, stuff. I'm just fucking excited that the Bouncing Souls are playing Asheville. That is really cool. Um, Their new album's they're all, dope. They'll always be one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super salty that I can't afford to go see Turn Turnstile and uh, Dude. Blank. Turnstile would be amazing live. Yeah. Like they're. Their music's a, gotten so different. It has. I think but I, I like just, it. I do yeah, like it. I it just is a hate, lot more poppy. It's I like eighties ish. You know what's weird? I fucking it, love it. Turnstile though. has gone from like. Old school, hardcore. old school, old school hardcore. hardcore. Yeah, old school hardcore to like kind of like, I guess poppyish. Right? It's like eighties. Like, but then it's like the story so far has gone from like a pop band, and they got harder, and they just did some collaborations with Stick to Your Guns and like harder stuff yeah. because they also linked up at Furnace Fest. Whether well, whether they linked up before that or not, but they both did some sets. Over at um, Furnace Fest, and here they are. It's mm-hmm. like you know, well, a lot being of, able to collab together. A lot of hardcore kids listen to pop punk, and a lot of pop punk, punk? kids listen, yeah. listen to hardcore. It's always been that way. Yeah, it's always. And I, I kind of like it when like hardcore brands bring like a softer band that like they they vibe with that they just want to mm-hmm. help put on. Yeah, Dude, one know? of the biggest fucking hardcore pits I ever saw was at a newfound glory show in Delaware. Wow. It was fucking nuts, dude. The Hot whole take. thing. Hot take. Yeah. It was crazy. Biggest pit, Newfound Glory. Yeah. Biggest. That's, huh? that's so cool. Dude. Like, it like, is. You would never think that. You know who? Dude, it was nuts. Because so, you know all the little girls are there. Yeah. yeah. And so, I'm just like, oh, sorry. So here's the, th- here's the thing. There was a lot of two-step. There was a lot of like, there wasn't a, I think there was one fight in the middle of, a, of Agnostic Front that they broke up. Uh, fight broke out but like generally it was a lot of push stuff it was like kind of contained yeah. i don't know if it's big security whatever you know make sure it all goes safe um i think the biggest one i went biggest pit i seen it was at newfound glory but it wasn't newfound glory set it was trash boat set who opened hmm. up for them and they're kind of like a mix of like post hardcore pop and they were getting, like, just coming out with their first album. And, um, dude, people were throwing the fuck down and all of that. Dude, I think was... the girl I brought with me, like, beat up a chick. And then, like, that chick got thrown out because she was drunk and we weren't. <laughs> but, like, shit went down there, man. It's makes a lot of sense. Well, you never know what can happen at a show. I fucking love it. I was never uh, know. at one show. It was, like, I think it was, like, Madball or... I with H- I think it was Madball with H two O. I want to say maybe. That's a pretty sick lineup. There, it was at right. the Troc. It was at the Troc, and people were like fighting, and they were like jumping off the rafters onto people. It was wild, <laughs> just yeah. like jumping down and just like fighting each other. That's crazy. Like, Jesus Christ! But well, anyway. Well. Anyway, I am super thrilled to get you on, sweetheart. I know it was a little bit these. With the baby, we are doing our best here to get this going for you guys. We have three more episodes to round out um, season one. Um, And speaking of directorial debuts, thank you, Josh, for bringing a great topic. 
a little bit more to the scene, you know, and yeah. a little bit more to the surface. I know we touched a little bit. I'll always bust our balls and say Fat Mike is the reason we're together. Um, yeah, but, you know. like, you know what? We, like, yeah, we're finishing part yeah. one. And I was like, dude, there's so much more. We need to bring book or book on. We need to do part dude, two. the fact that when I mentioned The Unseen, I'm like, dude, she's seen The Unseen, Bane, Bad Religion. You thought are, about it when you yeah, said it. Yeah, I'm like, the, when we I wish I could see, like. Like, she said Gorilla Biscuits, and it just made me think, like, Dead Kennedys is one yeah. I won't be able to. Because, like, yeah. Dead Kennedys is top five all time. Um, but, it yeah, it's super cool to like, really branch into this topic in that way. And, you know, um, I'm Oops. hoping, I'm hoping that, like, some of these shows we go to, like, we pull someone to the side and start doing some, like, stuff at the shows and like it'd be really cool just a little bunch of mini interviews yeah fuck stuff, yeah dude yeah. like just be like yo you want to come on a podcast like and like where are you from what's your story where, where are you from what's, what's your story why are you here you know what i mean and like just see because there is such a beautiful community within the scene if you really know how to find it mm-hmm. and, you know i'm hoping that like the post-covid era is bringing out people to you know, really, people are going out. Yeah, like, like people 2023, are. Twenty twenty three, dude. People yeah, are going I, I think it's just a super big appreciation for the fact that, like, obviously we survived the pandemic again. You know, it's like the second or third one <laughs> in my lifetime. Because uh, okay. I remember the bird flu, man. That was crazy. But um, or West Nile broke H1 out in M1, Philly. H one N one, and then mm. West Nile broke out in Philly's West Park, and I was right down the street. That was fun. But anyway, no, it's really cool to see that like that community is. You know, that's so sacred to us is thriving. And then, like you said, there's so many different bands or like old bands like Turnstile or like fucking Story So Far. And like just different bands are doing different things that you're like, I appreciate where you're going. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a complete different. Yeah, it's not like some of the bands we've talked about where it's like not my thing. Yeah, they change, you you know. Or if they're staying consistent, like Rise Against different bands that just stay heavily consistent in what they do. Um, it's super cool, man. And I think that that's going to be a lot of cool content in the future. But, um, you know, I am excited. We have three more episodes to do. Uh, the next one, you know, is going to be super fun because we'll be talking about directors. And oh, just like directors yeah. we want to... You know, whether it's movies that we love of theirs, why we love them, or just, like, some of the new stuff they might be putting out there. stuff maybe people don't you know even know I mean? about. Right, you know? right, right. On here, probably have been mentioned at one point or another. But if not, it's going to get mentioned. We got some stuff going with the uh, state of horror. You know what I mean? We're going to be seeing the blackening, so that's a horror comedy we'll be able to talk about by the time we launch that episode. Yeah, and just kind of the... That. All the different types of horror that's come out, because I think we've probably touched on all the different types at some point this year with the movies they're putting out strong in the horror game. That's cool. And then the big finale, you know what I mean? What's in store? A lot of merch stuff working out, getting all that put together, the website. And of course, uh, when season two comes out, our second podcast, and the we'll be right back with Pat and Josh. Uh, yeah. Super fucking excited about that. But we are all excited here at the Philly Pat Project, and we are super, super grateful for all you guys who are listening. There's been so many new plays in the last week or so that it's like really, really awesome to see that people are really starting to catch on here of what we're doing. So thank you all for being a part of this. 
Um, and we will see you guys soon. I'm Philly Pat. See ya. Goodbye. Take it easy. Thank you.